Hello, my name is Dwayne Spearman, and I am the founder of Directional Ministries located here in Lynchburg, Virginia. This is a teaching ministry that is called to encourage, disciple, and challenge the people of God. All right. Good morning, folks. How are you doing? I see Judy there. How are you doing today, ma'am? Um, hope you and your family are doing well. <laughs> um, my wife and I have been uh, pretty secluded for the past couple of days. Um, little Lynchburg is pretty quiet, not a lot going on. A lot of the businesses are closed down, um, including our own. So all my travel plans for the semester have been canceled. So uh, I've got plenty of time to study <laughs> and uh, plenty of time to do things around the house. So uh, we'll just keep praying that God heals our nation spiritually first and foremost, but also physically and emotionally after all that we're going through right now. Um, let's go ahead and open up in a word of prayer and then we'll get started, okay? Father, we love you and we do thank you for your goodness. Thank you for the opportunity to come before you today. And Lord, as we turn to your word, we look in Acts chapter number three. Just ask, Father, that you'd open our eyes to see and our ears to hear and our hearts to understand the things that you would have for us today. And Father, I pray for our nation. I pray for our world. Just all that we're going through with uh, this virus. Father, I pray that you would give our doctors just strength, our, our scientists' wisdom. And Father, I pray that this would come to an end quickly. I pray, Lord, that through this, many would turn to you, many would just believe in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of your Son. Father, I pray that you would get the glory through this, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, today we are going to uh, continue our study in the book of Acts. Uh, I'm going to start in Acts chapter number 3 and verse number 1. Acts chapter number 3 and verse number 1. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour. Now, um, I find it extremely interesting here that Peter and John are going to the temple at the hour of prayer. Now, this would have been around 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Why would they go to the temple? I mean, this is the new church after all, right? No, it wasn't. They were still very much under the Mosaic Law at this point. And make no mistake about it. Their sacrifices were still taking place in the temple. Uh, nothing had changed. They are still under the Mosaic Law. Um, and, and at this time, at three in the afternoon, would have been uh, the evening sacrifice would have been taking place. In Exodus 29:39, it tells us that one lamb thou shalt offer in the morning, and the other lamb thou shalt offer at evening. So, the apostles are still going to the temple. They're still making sacrifice. Nothing has changed here uh, in regards to where the apostles go to worship. The temple was still very much the center of spiritual life in Jerusalem. Nothing had changed. And then notice 
in uh, verse 2 and 3, And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask alms. Now, now we see that as Peter and John starts to enter into the temple through the gate, and the name of this specific gate was called Beautiful, they came upon a beggar who was lame. And Peter, fastening his eyes on him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Now, I'm sure we all sang that song, walking and leaping and praising God and in Bible school and Sunday school. <laughs> but there's a few things we need to notice here from this these verses. Number one, this is Peter continuing to use the keys that he had been given by our Lord in Matthew chapter 16 and verse number 19, where Jesus said, And I will give unto thee the, key, the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatsoever thou shalt loose upon the earth shall be loosed in heaven these keys have absolutely nothing to do with peter being the first pope by the way these keys were used by peter on pentecost as the spokesman for the group offering the kingdom of heaven to the nation of Israel. Number two, I think we need to see here, this is a continuation of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit as prophesied by Joel chapter 2, verse number 28. Remember, and it shall come to pass afterward, I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, and they'll see visions. And then it goes on and says, And upon the servants, upon my handmaids in those days, I will pour out my spirit and I will show wonders. Uh, this is what's going on at this time. This is a continuation of the prophecy of Joel. So number one, Peter is still using the keys. Number two, this is a continuation of the prophecy of Joel. And then number three, all of this was preparation for the expected acceptance of the kingdom. Pentecost had to be fulfilled before the kingdom could be offered and then accepted. So that's what, the, that's what was supposed to be going on right now. Peter is using his keys because he's continuing to fulfill Joel chapter 2. And the expectation is that, is that the kingdom was being offered and that it would be accepted. Now, many today, I've been in the church a long time, will use this portion of scripture for healing ministries. That's not wise to build any kind of ministry based on these verses. Um, 
no one beyond the apostles were able or had the ability to do this. And again, um, so it's not wise to build a healing ministry on this because what was happening here in Acts chapter number 2 and 3 was very unique. It was for the nation of Israel. It was to the nation of Israel. These sign gifts were given to the apostles. There are no B-apostles or C-apostles. There's only A-apostles. And they were fulfilling Joel chapter number 2 and verse number 28. Not wise to build church doctrine. There is no church doctrine in the book of Acts. None. Um, Dr. Randy White, he's someone that I listen to quite a bit. Um, excellent Bible teacher, knows how to rightly divide, and he, just like me, just like you, I mean, is growing in our walks with the Lord of this day. We're continuing to learn. Um, he uh, says it this way. He says, the church of Rome used to say that because of their wealth, they could no longer say, silver and gold have I none. However, they were never able to say rise and walk never able to say rise and walk now i've heard many times i've heard and i've even said this in my own ministry in the past uh, that because of the technological advances that we have in the west we no longer see these types of miracles no it's not because of our technological advances in the West that we no longer see these miracles. Instead, it was because the kingdom was offered, the kingdom was rejected, and the gifts that accompanied it also. Okay, so that doesn't mean that God does not heal today. But, I mean, he obviously does. But to say that he heals in this exact way is taking... The scripture out of context. Not wise to do. Now notice in verses 9 through 11. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that it was he that sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. So just like any neighborhood. They knew who this guy was. They had passed him in their comings and going. They knew that this man was lame. They knew that this man was a beggar. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. Everyone knew that this man, something supernatural had happened to this man. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them into the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. Now the miracle, as intended brought amazement to the people, and built a ready-to-listen crowd for Peter's second sermon. The sign gifts were always used as a means to prepare the audience for the message. And of course, the message was the gospel of the kingdom. Now notice in verse number 12, And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel at this? Now notice he is still addressing Israel. He is addressing ye men of Israel. Why are you marveling at this? 
Or why look ye so earnestly on us as though by our own power of holiness we have made this man to walk? He immediately makes sure that they understand that none of what just happened was their doing. They were merely tools. Okay. The purpose of the Holy Spirit was not given primarily to empower the apostles to preach the gospel of the kingdom, but to also prove their apostolic authority. They proved their apostolic authority through the gifts, through the healings, through the signs, and then they moved into the, the preaching of the gospel of the kingdom, 